You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast. I am Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, and we have been covering the topic of parenting, taking a look at different issues that parents today now face. And today, we're going to get a little bit more specific. We've been talking about discipline and obedience, what you want out of your child, maybe what you don't want out of your child. Today, we're going to focus a little bit more on what you don't want out of your child and maybe some things that you're seeing. I know the list that we've come up with are definitely things that I have seen that you struggle struggle to deal with just specific discipline issues that it feels like your child has fallen into. And I have found that whatever I thought I was a good parent on with the first child, the second child has taught me that it has nothing to do with my parenting and solely to do with the personality of my child. Yeah, there's some truth to that. I mean, when when scripture talks about train up a child in the way it should go, it's Mm -hmm. it's actually referring to kind of the individual Hmm. personality of a child that you need to know that because you know, and we had it with you and your sister. I mean, uh, you were much more outgoing. She was much more shy. So we had to push her in other areas, but she was more obedient. So it, there was just... Hey. Yeah, she was. <laughs> you, you just have to decide what are the strengths and the weaknesses of your child. And you got to parenting, parent them. Doesn't mean you change the standards. Standards mm-hmm. always the same for each of the kids. But the reality is this. You, you always try to learn, try to be a student of your child because you want to help them mm-hmm. do well. So let's let's get into what people might be struggling with specifically with their kids. This is maybe a personal list of mine that I maybe just want some help <laughs> it's on. It's too bad. It's too bad this isn't more interactive and we could kind of hear what are your specific issues. Thing. Don't worry, my kids cover the gamut in bad behavior, so we got it all. Um, all right, let's talk about whining. If you have a kid that whines, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, your mom, my wife, uh, probably hated this issue more than anything else. Um, and here's the instruction that we were given on whining, and I think this is true. First of all, you have to establish with your kids when they say anything with a whiny voice, it's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. We don't want, I can't mm-hmm. believe you, you don't want that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the first thing you say is, listen, we are not going to use that kind of a tone. Mm-hmm. We're, ju- we're just not. And then here's what we came up with that I thought was very helpful. We'd say, in a sense, we don't hear you. Mm -hmm. If you're using a whiny voice, Mm -hmm. you want a snack, but Mm -hmm. you're using a whiny voice to get it, we don't hear you. Mm -hmm. And if it persists, then what your mom would do, and I know this sounds a little silly, but it worked every time, is we would put five minutes on the stove timer. Mm -hmm. And we'd say, listen, because you're whining, Mm -hmm. and we didn't hear you because we don't hear whiny children, Mm -hmm. Five minutes before you can ask again and ask with the right voice. Five minutes to a kid is like eternity, yes. especially if they want a snack or yep. something. So, so actually, it would curb the behavior very quickly. And again, I, I just want to say to parents, if you just make a decision, you're going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. It may take you an hour or so to do, but for the rest of the time, the kid recognizes yep. this is not right behavior. So mm-hmm. uh, that's how we dealt with whining and and you just got to change the course of that. Yep. I, I would imagine that would change it very quickly. I mean, if you if you were intentional, I bet a couple days. That's all it takes, yep. in all honesty. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, the guy that trained us would say, listen, by, by age five, you really can have most of your discipline issues done. Yep. 
if you are just consistent. If mm -hmm. you say what you mean, mean what you say. If you make sure the standard stays mm -hmm. the standard and you follow through when you're mm -hmm. tired and when you're not tired, mm -hmm. then it, it's, it's easier to mm -hmm. do than, than people realize. Mm -hmm. All right, this is a big one. I don't know, we'll just go big for the second one. The temper tantrum. Yeah. I love Why? this one. Where do those come I, yeah, from? Yeah, here's, we seldom had that with you guys, if it did come about. And here's what the guy that trained us said about temper tantrum that I've never forgotten. Here's what a temper tantrum needs. It needs an audience. Hmm. So what you want to remove immediately from a temper tantrum is any kind of an audience. Mm -hmm. Because kids want to bribe you. That's what they're mm -hmm. doing with a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. I want my behavior or my yep. thing or what I desire to be okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay on the floor. I'm going to throw a temper tantrum. I am going to blackmail you. I'm going <laughs> to embarrass you as a parent. I was going to say they often, I feel like, do it in public because they know there are people around and I will do anything exactly. to get you to stop drawing exactly. attention. So if it happens at home, mm -hmm. we always said, listen, you know, there's a bunch of people at the house and they're throwing a temper tantrum. You know, if they're under five, we would pick them up, take them to their room, mm -hmm. leave them in their room because it's funny when they're by themselves, they That's no it. longer want to have a temper tantrum. Mm -hmm. Temper tantrum wants to draw an mm -hmm. audience or crowd. So if they're really small, you deposit them in their crib or <laughs> you deposit them in their room and, and then you, you go back when they've calmed down and now there's discipline and now there's follow through and restoration mm -hmm. and forgiveness and all of the things we've already talked about. If it happens in public, and again, I just want to remind you, I know the first few times this is frustrating, mm -hmm. but we had it one time at the grocery store. What you have to be willing to do is go, this is unacceptable behavior. Everybody back in the car, you may have to leave groceries <laughs> at the store and do it at a later time. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, if you just follow through once or twice, it doesn't happen mm -hmm. again. So let's just say that you're at the grocery store and they wanted candy at the end and they threw a fit and all of that. You, you just, again, pick them up, take them to the car, put them in. We're not grocery mm -hmm. shopping today. And you deal with it. You discipline it when it gets home. Mm -hmm. And I just think if... You know, kids are going somewhere, they're doing something fun, and mm -hmm. you decide, okay, listen, this is a day when we may not go swimming, we mm -hmm. may not go to the baseball game, we may not go to the playground, mm -hmm. because you're throwing a temper tantrum. You just have to be willing to follow through mm -hmm. and give up your plans for that day. Parenting is hard work. Mm -hmm. uh, it's exhausting. But I think if you're willing to follow through, mm -hmm. then I, I, I think that curbs behavior at an early age and then you don't have to deal with them in the future. What about, obviously the five minute warning helps this, but what about the leaving temper tantrum? I feel like that's where you see it most often. I don't want, I'm somewhere fun, I don't yep. want to leave, I'm gonna throw a fit when we're leaving. How do you discipline yeah. that? Because you, you have to remove them or you're allowing them to stay where they want to stay. Yep, exactly, I, I do think it's, it's, it may be a subsequent thing okay. where you say, listen, we were at the playground. The mm -hmm. last time we were at the playground when I told you it was time to go, and this is usually some fore training that has to take place mm -hmm. before, but you say, listen, we can't go there again and have mm -hmm. the same scenario. Yep. Uh, if we do, we will not be going mm -hmm. next week mm -hmm. to the playground. We will not be going swimming on the next hot day. Mm -hmm. And you remind them when the hot yep. day is, oh, I want to go swimming. Go, yep. Listen, remember what we had last time? Mm -hmm. you, you didn't obey mommy. You didn't obey daddy. Mm -hmm. I gave you a five-minute warning, and you still threw a fit when it was time to get out mm -hmm. of the pool or whatever it is. So we're going to have to take a night, a day off whatever you decide and then you got to follow through mm -hmm. say what you mean mean what you say got to mm -hmm. follow through yep 
Leo did temper tantrums, but he did like a silent protest temper tantrum. <laughs> Remember that? He would lay on the floor yes. and just not move, which yes. was fine. I didn't really care. Um, so what about, this is my least favorite, especially as a teacher. So parents of the world, get this right for your teacher's sake. Tattling. Kids yeah. that tattle and tell. Here's what we did. And again, I'm not saying everything we did is right. So you got to sort through this. But we would also discipline the tattler. Recognize mm-hmm. tattling is a tool of the evil one. The, mm-hmm. the, the devil tattles on us to God all the time. He is, as scripture talks about, this sort of accuser of the brethren. So he's always tattling on us to God. So, so we always said, listen, if you are the tattletale, uh, then you are also going to have to be. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say this. You know when it's a health and a safety issue. If a kid comes to you, hey, uh, you know, my brother's playing out in the road. That's a different story. Mm -hmm. And you know that as a parent. But when they come with a little bit of a lilt and a (laughs) smile on their face because they like getting Mm -hmm. their brother or their sister in trouble, you know Mm -hmm. what's going on in their heart. And so if their heart's not right, Mm -hmm. certainly you want to discipline the kids who's doing wrong. But... Then we always made a decision, listen, if you're going to be a tattletale and you're going to do it with a gleeful heart, not a heart of you, you want what's best for your brother or your sister, then we're going to discipline the tattletaler too. I think that's a good move. All right. Lying. <laughs> the kid that lies. It's interesting how early they learn this. I yeah. think we were told our first lie when Leo was like two years old. Lying in, you know this, and we've done it even as adults, but it breaks trust. Mm-hmm. So I have to say to my kid... Listen, I've got to have the truth from you. And then I would say this to parents, because I think this can sometimes be a parent issue too, is you got to give your kids the freedom to tell you the truth, Mm -hmm. even if it's truth you don't like. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to live in the authoritarian parent where, man, you know, Mm -hmm. you're coming down, you've got to give them the ability to say, because we're all sinners, Mm -hmm. I did something wrong and Mm -hmm. I want to tell you. So, so we would always try to reward you for saying the truth. There still need to be discipline, mm-hmm. obviously, if it was something disobedient. But we wanted to say, thanks so much for, for being honest. Mommy appreciates that. Appreciates that. Daddy appreciates that. Uh, we've got to know that, that they're going to speak the truth because it builds trust. Mm-hmm. If, if there's lying, then, then trust is broken and then it's hard to ever know uh, if you can really take what they have to say as being true. So... Lying was just one of those big things. Cheating mm. is sort of the same way, whether that's in school or, uh, you know, in some other area of life. You, you, you just got to know that kids are going to be honest. They're going to be filled with integrity. So those are things we try to discipline in a big way. Say, listen, that, that's not acceptable. But I think it also goes back on the parents to make mm. it. I always really admired that just when I was teaching in middle school. You could tell the kids who felt like they could be honest with their parents. I feel like when you build that foundation of trust, they will be honest with you yeah. about hard things. And those are the years when you want to know well, what's you, going on. That's exactly right. If you think about it, you're, you're building mm-hmm. toward the teenage years yep. when, in all honesty, you want to be the greatest influence in their life. You want them to be able to come to you. So yep. if you're too hard on them or <laughs> don't reward them, for speaking the truth, even if it's something you don't want to mm-hmm. hear, you're going to find in the teenage years and maybe even beyond that, that your kids are not going to be able to feel as though they can come to you with stuff. And that's certainly not what we want. That's not the goal of parenting. So let's stay in the teenage years a little bit because this is one that um, I feel like affects that age group most. The issue of gossip. 
Yeah, again, I just want to make it real clear to parents. Gossip is the stealing of somebody's reputation. Mm. So, so recognize gossip is a form of stealing. What you're stealing is you're stealing somebody's good name, mm. good reputation in the world. So honestly, again, gossip was one of those things. Again, parents don't model it. So, so, mm. so recognize if you don't want your kids to gossip, they better never hear that from you. Mm. They better never see you tearing other people down or you gossiping, hey, you know, so, so, so you want to be real careful with that. It's got to be modeled. And then secondly, I would say this, I would curb it quickly, um, you know, by, hey, this is wrong. A and then speaking positively about other people. Because again, I think if they start to tear each other down, then they start tearing brothers and sisters down and those kinds of things. And then you lose family identity and family togetherness, especially in those teenage years. So uh, again, I would speak positively, I'd model it well, and I would discipline when you saw it. Yep. All right, I think those are most of the ones. We're gonna, the teenage years are a topic all their own. So we're gonna yes, cover those uh, entirely next week and get into the issue of teenage rebellion and teenage years and all of that. But if there was a discipline issue we didn't cover, you can email us at info at Sunnybrook and just let us know what you want us to chat about and we can either respond there or do another one with um, some prompts from all of you. But make sure you join us next week to talk about the teenage years. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcast. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.